You love me. You really love me. We're talking about the Oscars today. Good day. I'm Mackenzie Worrell here on Writers Get Animated. I'm Chris Leva. Today, the Oscar-nominated shorts for the 88th Academy Awards, which is for the year of 2015, but the award show is in 2016. Can I throw any more numbers into this equation? Probably, but let's not. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I love this category. Every year I look forward to this. Every year I think I get wrong what's going to win. <laughs> uh, I always like to have like a little ballot going and compare against friends. Well, there's some safe bets. <clears throat> you can usually guess based on the safe bets on who might win. Mm-hmm. And I think we have our guess yeah. on that. I think we agree on our guess. We have our favorites. There are five nominations, five nominees this this year. Or are you going to do a... And the nominees are... Bear Story, Sanjay Super Team, Prologue, We Can't Live Without Cosmos, World of Tomorrow, and that's the last one. I don't know why I said <laughs> I it. I you, you like really <laughs> built it up to be more. And World of Tomorrow. <laughs> the, those are the five nominations. nominees. World of Tomorrow, of course, being different than Tomorrowland. Correct. Very different. Much different. <laughs> Much difference there. All the difference. <laughs> Um, this, this you you, go you were about to say okay were you about to say this category this category I was about to say this yeah. category as well this category has been around since 1932 which was I think the fifth year of the Academy Awards um, so we're going on this will be the 83rd Oscar for animated short and while we would love love to sit here and talk about the five animated features one That'd be a really long podcast for five movies. And two, we haven't seen them all. <laughs> Unlike think, the animated shorts, which we've seen all of. <laughs> I think the animated um, the animated features, it's a, it would be, we could take each one and do a podcast on each one of those. Yeah, a five had we series. seen them? Yeah, had, had we seen, seen them? them all? I, I do fully appreciate the irony that of the two hosts of this podcast... Our engineer, Nigel, is the only one who's seen Anomalisa so far. <laughs> so. I mean, not lost. Oh, wow. Uh, so this, the shorts category, one thing I, so I went a little crazy and was reading lots of Wikipedia late at night. You did a really good job on research. On Wikipedia. For, I'm sorry. Did I say for once? I meant for this podcast. Yeah, you said it out loud. Sorry. Fry, remember what we said about ending your stories one sentence earlier? <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, the category is originally known as short subjects, comma, cartoons. I think that's fitting. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize that early on, the award was pretty much just won by either Walt Disney's Silly Symphonies or Tom and Jerry shorts. Mm-hmm. But the first 14 of the first 15 years this award was given, it was either Silly Symphonies or Tom and Jerry. And then we start to branch out into things like Mr. Magoo. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, the big things, well, that's where, in the animated shorts, that's where Disney was doing their innovation. Mm-hmm. That's where they were testing out their new technologies, their new ways of storytelling that they could then take into their features. Um, but that's where, they were, that's where they were testing everything. So it makes sense that their testing grounds would then become award-winning because they were just putting everything out there. Mm-hmm. They're innovative. They were new. Mm-hmm. The Academy didn't want to give a full award for a full-length feature. Right. Because it's mostly just if there was one that year, it was Disney. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's where their experimentation was happening. And Pixar brought that tradition back in terms of having the shorts be a testing ground, not just for technology and story, but also for directors and the storytellers themselves. Mm-hmm. So for them to pra- get the practice and hands-on and, and do everything that way. And now that Disney's bringing shorts back into the mix, it's getting it's getting really interesting again. It's mostly very well done. Yeah, I think we see a lot of experimentation. There are a lot of indie nominations now, mm-hmm. uh, more akin to the live-action shorts. And I think this year there's a, a really good mix of indie nominations and Pixar. <laughs> yes, indie nominations and Pixar. Yeah. I think that's that. Well, we all know Pixar is getting nominated. Although, to their credit, they only nominated one of the two Pixar shorts this year. Right. Because the other one was terrible. Sorry, Pixar. I thought you were about to say the other one was Lava. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say the name Both of... Both of these statements are correct. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the name of the... I was not expecting you <laughs> to use a descriptor there. I, I thought you were actually going to say the title of the short. I can't... Lava isn't actually terrible. It's fine. It has its dramaturgical issues. Yes. And its representational issues. Because of the Fred Flintstone, Wilma Flintstone nature of the volcanoes. Yeah. Yeah, I have issues with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a man volcano. I am huge. I am a lady volcano. I am stick- Petite. <laughs> I don't know. Volcano light. <laughs> the new... I was going to say yogurt, but it sounds more like a laxative. Volcano light. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Uh, so one thing I f- forgot, I guess I knew, but I forgot, was as far as animated features go, that category has only been around since 2001, with Shrek being the first winner. We've already talked about this, you and I. Yeah. I We've hashed it out outside of the podcast. The fight has been laid to rest. Has it? <laughs> For now. I think we were done having it. I don't think it's been laid to rest. Okay. I think we got tied out on both sides. However, in the past, the Academy Awards have handed out special awards for animated features that aren't shorts, but have also been technically amazing. Snow White being the first. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Toy Story. And then there's the, the big one that almost got there. Beauty and the Beast, which was nominated for Best Picture, the only, the first, and say, only. Mm, the first. The first? What was Toy the Story 3 has been nominated for Best Picture, too. Oh, that's right. It was, wasn't it? I think it? there was another one at some point. I don't think there was. Uh, please tweet at us on Twitter if we are incorrect about that. We know at least Beauty and the Beast and Toy Story 3 have been nominated for Best Picture. Was there something else? Is Mackenzie daydreaming? Possibly. <laughs> Anyway, 
<laughs> Moving on. What was your favorite short this year? Well, out of those five, my favorite was World of Tomorrow, the piece by uh, Don Hertzfeld of rejected fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was my favorite. What was yours? I love We Can't Live Without Cosmos. Which country was that one? That is Russia. It's a Russian short. Uh, very interesting. It's kind of about cosmonauts. That's what well, I got. So let's take a look at the five of them out there. They do have showings of the animated shorts together. Check your local movies. Your and local art house. Your local art house place <laughs> that might play this showing. I think it's uh, Shorts HD is the company that actually yeah. releases them. They do the documentary shorts, the live action shorts, and the animated shorts mm-hmm. in different. Um, so you can go see them along with the nominees. They have other things that show. Yeah, I've seen them before. They do, at least with the animated shorts, they do honorary mentions they thought were good this year but weren't nominated uh, and those are usually a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. It's always good to see animation. Mm-hmm. You know, good animation, <laughs> bad animation. It's always good to see animation. And I don't know um, if seeing them separately would color it one way versus seeing them all together If and the order that you see them in has some sort of uh, changes the way that you view them or judge them. I'm wondering I think if it does. So I don't I don't know what happened with that. So mm. should we start with um, should we go in the order that they were shown in that presentation that we saw them? Yeah, let's go with the order. Should that would that be good? Yeah, I agree. So we'll start with Sanjay's Super Team, mm-hmm. directed by Sanjay Patel from the USA. It's a Pixar short, mm-hmm. the one that aired before The Good Dinosaur, and is the best part of that movie. So, if you saw The Good Dinosaur, you also saw... The Good Pixar short. Sanjay's Super Team. (laughs) It's one of the smaller shorts in terms of scope, Mm -hmm. which is what I like about it. Um, It's a father-son story. The father's getting ready to pray. The son just wants to watch TV. His Mm -hmm. animated, 2D animated cartoon Mm -hmm. series about superheroes the father turns off the TV and forces him to come pray. And For me, in this short, I love the visual symmetry they do to a lot of it. It's, of course, an semi-autobiographical tale by Sanjay Patel. Mm-hmm. And so they have this cathode ray TV on one, one side of the room with the little bunny ear antenna sticking out and a little carpet in front. In the other corner of the room, you have a little prayer mat and a cabinet. I'm not I'm not sure what to call that, but there's like a prayer cabinet. <laughs> I'm sure that's terribly offensive to someone, and I apologize. <laughs> Please tweet at me the correct name for that. Um, on top of this prayer cabinet, for lack of a better word, uh, there's also incense standing up in exactly the same bunny ear antenna formation that's on the TV. So you get two very similarly shaped things on opposite sides of the room. And you have the son watching cartoons and dad trying to pray. And the son can't hear his TV over the bell. The dad's ringing for the prayers. And the dad can't concentrate with the TV being turned up. And it's a little back and forth fight. And it's cute. It's all about... I, I don't want to put words in the mouth of Sanjay Patel, but 
Well, part of it is judging the the interpretation that we had. Mm-hmm. You know, that's who who cares what Sanjay wanted. <laughs> he put it out there in the world, and if he doesn't put a ribbon on the end of it and leaves it, then we it's our judgment that makes it what it is, right? Or not? To some degree. To some I mean, degree. You've heard my crazy ideas before. I know. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a communist, anti-communist movie. Right, it's out there. Necessarily true. That's what I believe. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it's really of a son finding his own way into the beliefs of his father, mm-hmm. and his father acknowledging the, the relevance, s- the relevance, and also the steps that the son is taking towards understanding. So realizing that the expression of the son drawing these drawings and sitting down with the son and being a good father in that way. And they meet in the middle of the room in front of the window. All together. Well cinematographed. I'm giving you a weird look. I'm really Cinematography. Cinematographed. Yes. It was it was good blocking. It's the theater. I know, but it was good blocking. Well blocked. Well done, Sanjay. <laughs> I believe that that I think that that's the one that's going to take home the Oscar. I think that's going to win as well. I think it's a touching tale. That's the first thing is going for it. Second thing, it's kid friendly, mm-hmm. which can't be said for all of these things. Correct. And the third thing, it's Pixar. Mm-hmm. So everyone's seen it. <laughs> so there, there you are. I mean, we do have the year that Frozen won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Whether or not you think it deserved it, a lot of the Academy voted for it because their daughters saw it and loved it. Not that they saw it, but because their daughters saw it and loved it. Mm-hmm. So that is a factor in what's going to win, and people have seen Sanjay's Super Team, matter of fact. As long as they've seen Good Dinosaur. Yeah. So no one's seen Sanjay's Super Team. <laughs> what's the second one that, that showed in the... The second one is Don Hertzfeld's World of Tomorrow, which is available on Netflix as well. You can watch it with your Netflix subscription anytime you want uh, in all of its comprehensible weirdness. (laughs) It's a 2D animated um, with the general aesthetic of Don Hertzfeld with its stick figures and non sequiturs and huge um, bizarre dialogue. Um, if you're unfamiliar, he does those Pop-Tarts commercials with the stick figures. Yeah, it's really great stuff. Um, sometimes, there, there are times when Don Hertzfeld goes a little too far past what I can stand. <laughs> I know also on Netflix there's a um, film that I looked up that he, that's also out there for him. Um, oh, gosh, why did I lose it? It's a beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I could not finish. I tried. I'm so sorry, Don. I, I, I went for it. You're on a first-name basis. I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm, that's how sorry I'm feeling. <laughs> Maybe I should be even more sorry to say Mr. Hertzfeld. But um, I, I loved World of Tomorrow. I, I, it's, it's very t- funny. It's very funny, very um, sci-fi, and epic in a small way, mm-hmm. which is what I like about it. So the idea of... When you're born, you get like you're essentially giving birth to your own clones. Mm-hmm. So this girl Emily 
is talking to a future self of hers that's actually her her a clone of her that's been birthed several generations later by herself that has reduced mental faculty she's <laughs> one of the best lines <laughs> and the little eye blinking is also really good to show who has love affairs with rocks mm-hmm. well with a rock and and a fuel pump and a fuel pump <laughs> for and, me this one, what I like about Don's style, uh, I love that he finds the sadness in being part of something much bigger than yourself. Hmm. And there's a lot of that. One of my favorite moments in this short is future Emily is talking about how her first job was supervising robots on the moon, and she programmed them to keep moving by fearing death from the dark side of the moon. But then... <laughs> The economy tanks and they have to abandon the moon and so she looks up and thinks about the robots still fleeing death still because she programmed through still f- afraid yeah. of dying because <laughs> they they're solar powered and must fear death mm-hmm. um i i loved it because of the large concepts with uh, trying to explain things to a child because it reminds me in my conversations sometimes when you have a child you forget that they're children and you start getting heady. And um, usually when I talk to my son, Jack, I talk to him like I would any anybody else. And I try not to dumb down my language too far. I'll change some vocabulary here and there, but I don't change my tone of voice or anything. I'll just talk to him a certain way and we'll just have a conversation and I'll be explaining something. And then he'll look at me and just say, Okay, and then run off and go play with play with something else. And it's like, oh, I thought I thought we had a deeper connection. <laughs> I thought we were understanding something on a different level. When really, it's just surface, and it's mostly just bouncing off of whatever's there. And then he's just biding his time until I, I'm done speaking, and he can go back to playing with a train or something. I saw Rainbow. You didn't. It was right there. <laughs> exactly. So that's why, that's part of it is these giant concepts trying to be given to this child who has no understanding of things on any of those levels. Who's just, okay, sure. Yeah. Being part of something much bigger than yourself. Exactly. At so, different moments. So it, that's that's what I got most out of that. It's in, in typical Don Herzog fashion, it's very dark, but it's very funny. Yes. I appreciated the ending. I'm not going to say yeah. much, but I, it did make me, uh, it did, did make something in my gut go, oh. And then, yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. It was and really well done. The third movie, also a downer, Bear Story. By Gabriel Osorio from Chile. Historia de un oso. Yes. Bear story. Bear story. Man, that one was depressing. That was sad. Yeah, it wasn't depressing. Depressing is World of Tomorrow is depressing in one way. Bear story is just. It's got one joke. Tragic. It has a, yeah, it has a single joke. Which isn't even that funny. It's like, <laughs> that giraffe got kidnapped and beat over the head. You really need to laugh at that. <laughs> like, if you don't laugh at that joke, you're not going to feel anything but sadness and despondency for the rest of the time. And it's really well made. It's very pretty. It's gorgeous. Um, the conceit is a bear. 
There's what? A, there's a bear. Spoilers. I know. It's does he story. tell a story? He does. <laughs> well, it's a double story. There's the story about the bear who's telling a story about <laughs> a bear. It might be more aptly named Story Bear Story. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think it would be. Um, <laughs> so Bear, who uh, is at his apartment, and he's putting together mechanical models of bears. Um, and he goes out and has this music machine, much like an organ grinder would. And he rings his bell and a little other bear comes over and looks in and you see this story play out of um, what you assume to be his past mm -hmm. and what happened to him and his family and um, it's a uh, it's moving it is but the fact that it's all mechanical so it's told through this conceit of things being these mechanical dolls so you get this really interesting um, aesthetic of metal and um, metal being animated and mechanics. Well, I think it's fascinating because it's a story within a story. You have the animated mechanicals and then the animated bears being animated by real people. From Chile. And you can... <laughs> Knowing some of the and emphasis on some of the sordid political history of South America, uh, you can really see where this is coming from a heartfelt place mm -hmm. and how this, if it isn't a true story being told, how there is truth to this and it's someone's true story. Well, um, Gabriel, um, the director, I believe uh, in an interview was talking about how he was telling his grandfather's story in a way mm -hmm. um, and how he, he always saw his grandfather as a bear as a big big man as powerful so there is that to it but well, it's last not name is also also real right so bear river bear river yeah river bear river bear bear river story of river bear river story please stop <laughs> But it, it, More laughs in our podcast about this than the movie itself already. Yes. The, the, again, the movie has one joke. As the circus is abducting animals, the abductors have to climb an additional floor in order to beat the giraffe over the head to kidnap him from his family. And then drag it by its neck up onto the second floor to drag it back down the stairs. Single joke. Unnecessary joke. <laughs> Otherwise, the rest is just... Yeah, it, it's a really needed... It's it's the porter in the middle of Macbeth, but less funny. Yes. More, and not less funny. More darkly comic. Yeah. Darkly it's comic. very dark comic. Yeah. You laugh because you have to laugh at it, because... Yeah. Otherwise... <laughs> otherwise uh, yeah. And the little bear child smile at the end just kills me. Yeah. Thanks for telling that dark story. Have a coin. Well, the story, the mechanical story has a happy ending. It does. I don't believe Bear, the the teller of the story. Well, we um, know Bear doesn't have a happy, happy ending. So You see him go into his perfectly made up son's room at the beginning before he leaves. And there's just a teddy bear, a stuffed animal bear, sitting on the bed where his son might have been sleeping at that time in the morning. And everything's immaculate 
and kept in its place and the curtains are shut. And you know that no one has slept here for a long time. At first I thought maybe just his son had grown up and died or left him alone or something, but... But when you see the bear story... The B-A-R-E story. Yeah. The bear story. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different short. Um, what was next? We can't live without Cosmos. Or as I like to think it might be told in an alternate universe, we can't live without Cosmos. As in Cosmopolitan. Yes. <laughs> or is it, we can't live without Cosmos. Cosmos! <laughs> uh, which makes it more funny because it's a Russian short. Uh, but we can't live without Cosmos. My personal favorite. I think the animation style, it's very Tintin, almost. It does feel very Tintin in, uh, in terms of character design and even in the execution. Very endearing, very yes. interesting characters. Everyone has a little quirk in this. So each character is unique, even though a lot of them look very similar. Mm -hmm. But it's about two friends in cosmonaut training and just how much of grown-up little kids they are about wanting to go into space. And they just can't live without going into space. They have a scrapbook together about going to space. That's they, all they've ever wanted. They love all their tests. They, mm -hmm. they just reach out to everything with such joy. And you're right, there is that childhood innocence mm -hmm. of jumping on the bed and pretending to be weightless for a few moments. And it really feels like they're brothers in a room in their parents' house because one of them hits the ceiling and they have to climb into bed really quickly and turn off the light before the director comes in. <laughs> to see what, what the heck's going on in here. <laughs> You're supposed to be asleep. <laughs> Why are you awake? This is very cute. Um, um, no, also very sad. No dialogue. No dialogue, yeah. In that one. Um, which is, to say one thing, the Sanjay's super team... Um, we can't live without Cosmos and Bear Story. Have and prologue and prologue, which we're not talking about yet, but have no really no dialogue. World of Tomorrow is the only one with dialogue, and it's pretty much all. I don't want to say narration, exposition. It is all exposition. Funny exposition, right? It's all about the talking. Yeah, the the talking is where the humor lies. I mean, there's some visual gags, but they're not as much as the ridiculousness of the uh, the words. Yeah. So, World of Tomorrow relies very heavily on the words, uh, the spoken words. Everything else is amazingly visual. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to No, it's a good, it's good to throw out there. So, Can't Live Without Cosmos. Continue. Mm -hmm. Sorry we for interrupting. Cosmos. This is... It's got everything I love in a short, which is, I think, why I love it. It's got space. It's got people who are like brothers, if not brothers. It's got um, implied tragedy off screen. <laughs> um, one of my favorite moments, like the... Uh, see, it builds to them, and they're going. They get chosen for this mission, and they go out to the rocket ship. And then one, the taller one hands the shorter one the book and marches up into the ship. And the entire time, like, why is one going? What's happening? What? I don't understand. What's going on? And the other one goes into the control center and sits at a chair labeled reserve astronaut. You're like, oh, you're the substitute. In this entire time, you're both so excited to go to space, and you were never going to go. Only one of you was going to end up. And you really wanted the best for each other. And it's just so wonderful and beautiful. And the other one launches into space. They're all really excited. And he, you just see quick, he looks out the window next to him, and the camera cuts out. 
and you see another external camera of the ship show. I'm sorry, the book is in space. I lied. You see the destroyed, tattered book just floating in space, and that's all you get. It's just this quiet moment. It's very quiet in the control room until it really hits the other astronaut. He just goes crazy trying to hit switches. Well, there's there's the moment where one of the directors just completely slumps in his chair mm. in disbelief over what's been going on. So it's all told. And that's where you really feel the si silence of things, where you really feel that there is no dialogue. It's, there's not... A, a vocal reaction to this there's no yeah for a quiet movie it was really quiet there right there, there's no confirmation of anything there's you know people cheering and, and things but then it goes into just dead silence mm. it was it was really well done and it has a wonderful interesting ending I don't want to spoil anymore ambiguous let's say ambiguous. ambiguous ambiguous has a very a ambiguous ending good word it gets ambiguous yes find a way to see it find a way to see it um i would love to hear what everyone's uh judgments are on that ending mm -hmm. it's my favorite i would love it if this would win i don't think it's going to sanjay win sanjay's super team will win sanjay's super team will beat it but i'm prove really us wrong oscars <laughs> prove us Shake wrong my fist <laughs> so our last nominee and most different, in the screening that we saw, they show the first four that we've already talked about, and they put a notice on the screen that says, the last nominated feature will show after a few more short films, we recommend children leave the theater because of nudity and violence. So, so while we're watching three other shorts... You're just wondering, how nude and violent is this short? <laughs> <laughs> that we need for all children multiple times to be told, hey, remember, please get your children out of here before this next one shows. Um, but yeah, prologue by Richard Williams, who is known for um, The Cobbler and the Thief and as the, the man who brought Roger Rabbit um, and his team to life, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Favorite movie ever. <laughs> So I was I was really interested when I saw his name up there. Um, he says it's a it's a prologue because it's a test. It's a six minute test for a movie. Um, and I wanted to get the quote because the quote um, the title of the film is really really it's a joke, but it's really funny. It's a what joke. He titled the film. Prologue? No, 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 not the prologue. Um, oh, the the test that it's the movie that's a test for. Yes. Okay. It's, I'll I'll get that. Into. <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, I read a couple of interviews with him where he's discussing it and what he was trying for, um, and <laughs> it goes back. It's something that an idea that he had on uh, when he was like fifteen, so when he was really young, about war and the effects of war. Um, so you have uh, Spartans and the Athenians, um, and he says, the working title of it is, Will I Live to Finish This? <laughs> <laughs> That's the working title of the full-length feature. Well, he's made the prologue so far. <laughs> so, and the man is 82. He's 82 years old, and he's still working. Well, if he wants to hand animate the whole thing in as much detail as this, this short was made... And I think that's what they're. I think that's what they're pushing. They're really pushing the, the detail, and the skill of it. I mean, it's it's a gorgeous, 
mm-hmm. display. It's kind of, it's a little bit dizzying. It's very much animated as if it were a movie shot with no cuts. It's just one shot from a camera that follows these characters and their lines of perspective around. You don't cut from one face to the other, really. It's just no. There's not a lot of follow. color. There's a lot of movement. Um, the only color is in the characters' eyes and on their shields as mm-hmm. they fight. I think that says everything. So. And their blood. And their blood, which there is a lot. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly. He, <laughs> he was very surprised, um, Richard said, uh, that he was surprised at how um, violent it, or how um, extreme it felt when they were done with it. How it, and it feels uh, the last the last bit's very extreme. Yeah, it feels very extreme. Um, he says, "I think it's shocking to see such terrible violence in drawings, and it's not a cartoon." Yeah, it's not really a cartoon. It doesn't. It feels real. It doesn't. It almost feels like rotoscoped, but I don't believe it is rotoscoped. Yeah, it's just animated. It's very realistically drawn, even though it is animated. It does feel like life drawing pencils, penciled <laughs> life drawings coming Words. to life. Yeah. If it really does look and feel like that. And but now I do kind of want to like dark side of the moon it and set this short to take on me and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous. It, it, is, it is gorgeously rendered. So... Um, he was going for something, and that's why it's just taken so long to do it. About 6,000 drawings. I mean, it's... Uh, you it, it can is, tell. It is intense. And out of the five um, nominees, three of them are traditional animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, World of Tomorrow, Can't Live Without Cosmos, and Prologue. And even Sanjay's Super Team has an element of 2D animation yeah. in it, even though it is 3D. And what's interesting to me is that there are more 3D animated shorts than there are 3D animated features nominated. Which is pretty amazing. We're going back to traditional. It's happening. My arms are spread wide. I'm welcoming the world of animation into my arms for Oscar nominations. I would just love to see... I, I just would love to see it come back in a, in a very beautiful way. That's why I was so excited by... Um, all of them. Richard Williams' work in terms of just pushing to see this is what we can do with a pencil and making it less about um, and we talked about this a little bit last night after we, we saw the films and everything, but animation is not a genre. It's a medium. Mm-hmm. And whether you're using you know um, using drawings or whether you're using models or whether you're using 3D models it's not the genre it's not one thing it's the way you're telling the story and you have to match the art with that story it's the same thing you know when you're looking at a play and directing a play it's like is it naturalism are we going for hard naturalism or can we peter brook it and just lay down a carpet on the ground and that's the set as that it what do you really need mm-hmm. um and in that way as beautiful as prologue was there wasn't a lot of background there wasn't a lot of set it was all focused on the human characters Mm -hmm. there wasn't 
foliage or plants or a I mean, lot. There, there was some. There was some. But only what was necessary. Though. Exactly. It was only necessary. And a lot of it was, in effect, what felt like blank paper. Mm-hmm. And you only had what was necessary for that moment to give you the idea of, oh, they're hiding behind something. You didn't need to see a lush jungle. You didn't need to have everything specific. You didn't need to have the whole thing. There was a, a lot of empty blank negative space which i found so interesting so hmm. but so i'm thinking about negative space now there was a lot of good use of negative space in this year because world of tomorrow is a lot of negative space a lot of it yeah cosmos has a lot of negative space mm-hmm. hmm. food for thought food for thought so watch the academy awards or at least figure out who got who won them. Yeah, use use our opinion in your <laughs> Oscar polls and ballots and your other words synonyms for gambling and <laughs> our money's on Sanjay's super team and by money I mean that's that's who we think will win. I would love to see World of Tomorrow win. Yeah, I would love to see We Can't Live Without Cosmos win. And I'd be really happy if We Can't Live Without Cosmos won. I would not be disappointed. And vice versa. So there were some really good things this year. What was your favorite moment in all five of these? I think it has to be one of the moments. I can't get one moment of the Emily Prime from World of Tomorrow (laughs) with just her blinking and saying, okay, (laughs) (laughs) as this giant concept and just, sure, I'll believe it. But just the, okay. Because I've been there, and that was so real and wonderful for me. Uh, I'm going to go with the thing I already mentioned from We Can't Live Without Cosmos, that tattered book just floating through space. Mm. I've been picking a lot of sad moments recently. They didn't have to say anything about They didn't have to have any dialogue at all. No. They just had to show that, and that was it. Hmm. Well done. So see the shorts if you can. Um, watch the Academy Awards. See the full-length nominees if you can. Inside Out, amazing. Anomalisa, I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> um, Sean the Sheep, it's Ardman, so you know it's going to be funny. Uh, the Boy in the World, also known as... I don't have the actual original title in front of me right now. Uh, I'm going to butcher it anyway. The Boy in the World. It's interesting. <laughs> I'm going to go with Interesting. And finally, when Marnie was there, the last Studio Ghibli film, if you're a Studio Ghibli person. All right, homework time. For next time, we're going to be talking about when cartoon characters have children. Offspring. Ka-children. Ka-children. I was going to say kids, and then I changed it to children. I like ka-children better. <laughs> they have ka-children. It's like ka-ching. Ka-children. Ka-children. Wouldn't that be nice if that's all it took? You, know? oh, you just pull a lever. Oh. Ka-child. And then it like... And it's like boys and girls like in a jack. Anyway. So <laughs> for our conversation, if you want to do the homework, check out Popeye and Son. Yes, the animated <laughs> series Popeye and Son. Season 1, Episode 1, Attack of the Sea Hag slash Happy Anniversary. And The Legend of Korra. Yes, The Legend of Korra. Season 2, Episode 3, Civil Wars Part 1. It's a lot of numbers. I know it is. (laughs) It always is. (laughs) 
This week, we'd like to thank the Academy, Nigel Cotino, our uh, audio engineer, Jacob Reed, for the stirring music. Oh, I hear him playing us off right now. So catch us on Twitter, <laughs> WG Animated, on Tumblr, writersgetanimated.tumblr.com, and give us a review on iTunes if you're enjoying hearing our musings. And now the writer's going to try and say three words before getting cut off. Thank you so much.